When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Joe. Hi, hello. If you have seen the title, you know today we are celebrating episode number 700. I am here, of course, with two of my favorite people, my lovely co-hosts, Jill and Emma. Hello. 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 What if you were like alone? I love your life. I'm, Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm celebrating alone. Today, I am, <laughs> I'm doing some thoughtful retrospection as I celebrate <laughs> 700 alone. Now, Jill, this feels like a cheat for Emma and I to get to waltz in <laughs> yes. right in time with 700 and celebrate. But we are excited to be here. And here's to 700 more. Okay, that that scared me a little. <laughs> but this is also a great time for both of us to get to introduce ourselves and Jill for you to refresh any uh, any existing listeners and uh, introduce yourself to any new listeners. So today we are going to take some questions from social media. We are going to um, give an intro to ourselves and then we've got some lightning round getting to know you questions. So we are just going to wild out today, but let's start off with an introduction for each of us. So, uh, Jill, or sure. do you want me to go? First? No, I'll start. I'll okay. start. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. I'm Jill, and I am. Um, I I do get to say I'm the creator of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. It was my idea, seven hundred episodes seven years ago. What do you do at Overdrive? So I work on the marketing team. I'm a marketing and communication specialist. I joined Overdrive seven years ago, a little over seven years ago as a digital content librarian. Um, Emma and I were actually on the same team. And yeah, then I switched to marketing about uh, four years ago-ish. And I do marketing um, for North American Public Libraries. Um, if you read our Overdrive blog, and the majority of the posts written for public libraries are written by me. Yeah, that's what I do at Overdrive. And in, in your life, uh, married, pets, anything oh. like that? Oh, we're going like, okay. Yeah, yeah See, I did not prepare for this at that's all. Okay. Let's, let's do a little bit of all of it because they want to okay. know us. I think I that's so. the, the thing we've, the, the biggest through line is. Okay. Fair enough. So I am married. Uh, my husband's a librarian here in Cleveland. We have four cats, uh, Chloe, Linus, Zelda, and Zoe. Um, I am also a writer, as I'm sure many of our listeners who've been listening for a long time know. I've published two memoirs, which you can get on Overdrive. Um, I also have episodes on the podcast <laughs> being interviewed. You can listen to those too, if you really want. Um I've been working in and with libraries since high school. Um, yeah. I love it. Thank okay. you. Emma, do you want to go next? 
Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Emma. I am a product trainer here at Overdrive on the training team. That means that I train largely our public library staff on Libby, the library reading app, and on Marketplace, which is our backend administrative and shopping portal. I've been at Overdrive for about eight years now, and I was formerly a digital content librarian, as Jill said. Um, I worked with public library partners in the U.S. and Canada and also the U.K. back in the day to select content for their digital libraries. So always been book adjacent uh, here at Overdrive, which is fantastic. And that is a cool thing to point out that for both of you, you were both digital content librarians. And here at Overdrive, we have a wonderful staff full of librarians who suggest content, who help your libraries make carts of books to purchase, and even will help with curation. There is a ton that your library does on their own, but we want to make sure that we've got librarians available to help them stay on top of the hot topics because we know that libraries are busy places and most people at libraries are wearing many hats and we want to make sure that we're making their lives kind of as easy as we can uh so it's a it's a wonderful thing um that i that i know a lot of the content librarians here enjoy emma how about how about your home life <laughs> uh married for about six years now i have a toddler I'm in my 30s. I'm like, we have one dog. His name is Fred. Um, I'm originally from Northern California, but I do now live in Cleveland, Ohio. Thanks to my husband. That's a fun story for another time. Um, I'll thank your husband. Thank you for bringing Emma here to us. It worked out in the end. <laughs> sounds like it. It yep. sounds like it. And then what a spot to end up here uh, doing what I would consider an absolute dream job uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. So mm -hmm. all of those things seem to work out for the best. But if you'd you asked me 10 years it. ago, I would have been like, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> so <laughs> We love to see it. Um, so so I guess it's my turn now. I'm I'm Joe. Uh, you've heard me do many an intro on this podcast, and I have been at Overdrive for five years now, just celebrated my anniversary recently. Uh, I am also a part of the marketing team, but I am part of the marketing and events team, so I do events, special projects, things like that. I manage the tour route for our digital bookmobile. So if you listen to our Switch to Libby episode, I believe I mentioned it in that one, but um, the digital bookmobile is a big old truck that we send around the U.S. and Canada, and we visit different libraries and schools, and we host free events helping people get started. Oh, it was our memoir episode because Marissa joined us, which at the time that you're listening to this is not out yet. Uh, spoiler alert, heads up on that. <laughs> it's coming next month. Uh, but so... At Overdrive, I do the digital bookmobile, so I pick the different stops that we go to, I manage the budget, I do a lot of the admin kind of stuff around the tour route, um, and then every once in a while, I get to go out, hit the road, and visit our different library and school partners with my teammate, Marissa. So if you follow Digital Bookmobile on Instagram, you might find out where we're going, and you might even have the chance to run into me there. Um, I am also somewhat in charge of our... Uh, library user conference Digipalooza. So that is for uh, you librarians out there. We host a conference every other year. We will be returning to Cleveland, Ohio in 2023. So I'm the one kind of 
doing all the fun back end stuff for that, picking our party spots, uh, hope, hopefully helping everything run smoothly, um, managing messaging and things like that. So uh, a lot of marketing, a lot of events, and a lot of fun. I, I love it here. And uh, I get to flex my creative muscles on this podcast, which is super, uh, super appealing and I really appreciate. Um, my home life, single. I'm in the last few weeks of my 20s. Um, um, I, soon you will no longer have to hear me tell an author that I am barreling down uh, the track to 30 because in, in nary a month I will... I will have lost the fight. <laughs> I will be 30 uh, soon. Uh, I'm a November Scorpio. I have a dog, Roscoe. Uh, he's a Boston Terrier. He is my whole life. And uh, I spend a lot of time with my family and my friends. I love to play video games and board games. Um, I also play Magic the Gathering. Uh, I, I do a little bit of everything. I love to craft and DIY. Um, you will almost always find me destroying a part of my home for a project to build it up newer and better. Uh, and that is me. So Yay. now. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So, I know. How how do you transition from that's my life? Hello. Hello. <laughs> we have some questions from social media. So we posted on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're not already following us, follow us there. They're all at Pro book nerds. Uh, we also have some emails here from professional book nerds at overdrive.com. So let's just dive into them. Uh, we already took care of the first question from Instagram What are our jobs at Overdrive? But then our next question from Pavithra Sashandri is Thoughts on Lord of the Rings? I have to be careful. My mom's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. So if <laughs> I give really? <laughs> if I give a wrong answer, mm. I'll get the business. Um <laughs> I'm, mom. I, I say sorry. Shout out, mom. I am largely indifferent to Lord of the Rings in that I've only read The Hobbit and I've seen the films more times than I cared to. Again, thanks, mom. <laughs> the extended <laughs> cut. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, 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 um, well, I might change my tune because obviously I wasn't a huge fantasy reader until the last couple of years, uh, with like fantasy romance and whatever. So I might be more interested in it now. Uh, I was certainly was not interested in it in my teen years when my mom was watching the movies, other than to like swoon at Orlando Bloom <laughs> in that blonde wig. Um, isn't, isn't that what we all did? Yeah. So my thoughts, on, my personal thoughts on Lord oh, of the Rings are Jill. indifferent. I would also second <laughs> that I am personally indifferent to the Lord of the Rings. Um, two of my very best friends, Ashley and Sam, love Lord of the Rings. Love it, love it, love it. Like, that is their tea. And I support that for them. Um, I think I've seen two of the movies, but... I like fantasy to a degree. I'm not very much of a high fantasy reader. I'm not a I'm not a high fantasy folk. So it, it's I I super appreciate it. I actually love the whole I was going to call it the Enchiridion, but that's uh, Adventure Time. Uh what is the thing? The Salmarillion or whatever it is. Yeah, that one you, that salami. I probably just 
Yeah. Mispronounced, yes, that one. The Samarillion. I appreciate that he has like a whole encyclopedia of what he intended to create or like backstory. I I love that. I think if you are creating a, a level of high fantasy like that, I think that's the way to do it, to have like kind of the answers prepared to a degree. Really appreciate, really love that about it. And I love that people love something so much that is like, that has so many cultural touchstones. Um, but yeah, it's it's not my thing, but I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate the influence and yeah. the writing and mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, everything I know about Lord of the Rings, I've learned from the movies. I tried <laughs> reading, the, I, and like the extended editions, which I have watched multiple times because my husband owns the extended editions. We tend to watch them around the holidays which i think is when a lot of people watch them yeah um we did that like this past new year's eve weekend we watched like one per night although we have done the all-day marathon before yes i think that was like 2020 years is what we might have done is watch them um uh he but and like he's read the books i tried reading the hobbit years ago i just i like other high fantasy i just could not get into tolkien and Mm -hmm. yeah so everything i know about Lord of the Rings, I know from the movies. I enjoyed them. Like I liked them. Oh no, I liked oh, okay. them. That, sorry, I liked that... them. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, no, no that's a fair question. I did not really answer the question. Um, I I enjoyed the movies. It mm-hmm. does not make me want to read the books because that's I'm fair. like, these are really long movies. I can't even imagine what the books are gonna be like. And so I have, yeah, but I do enjoy other high fantasy. Lord of the Rings is just not one of them. And also, no, I'm not really into Orlando Bloom, but I will watch Viggo Mortensen push those doors open any goddamn day of the week. <laughs> yes. Is he the one who broke his toe or Yes, hand? when he came yeah. to the helmet. Yes. Okay. Um, and you know what <laughs> I did see is that uh, Dominic, oh, I was going to butcher his last name, Mah- Mahonikin. Yeah, yeah, from- And, um, and uh, Billy- why can't, uh, can't I think yes. of his last name? They have a podcast. They do. And in fact, those two plus Sean Astin and Elijah Wood are still friends and Love you them. can find them on social media. They like get together for dinner all of the time. I that. Um, the four of them, it's really adorable that they're like still good buddies and just like hang out. I saw all the time. Dominic once in real life. Did you really? Mm-hmm. I know him as Charlie mm-hmm. from Lost. And I yeah. will say, uh, oh, he was okay. so hunky. He was so hunky. <laughs> He's really cute. He was so hunky. And per- I was like, whoa, sir. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. My, <laughs> my <all>. podcast <laughs> recommendation uh, for Lord of the Rings is Newcomers uh, with Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkus. Oh. They every season take something from pop culture that they have never experienced before and dissect it. And I believe their first season was Star Wars, which was my pretty much whole understanding and introduction to Star Wars. Um, And then their second season was Lord of the Rings. And it is hilarious to watch two people who know nothing about any of it, just like truly dive in, make fun of, explore, appreciate. Um, Their Lord of the Rings season was incredibly long for their overall structure to the point where like they watched the Tolkien biopic, like they, they listened to a radio play, like they watched the 70s, animated cartoons so you know just just something uh but yeah that sounds good i'll just look for that oh it's super fun <laughs> i just happen to love both of them so uh next question from okay. procrastinate read repeat 
Oh, yeah. Sorry. Made, I don't know why I was like procrastina. Because I wrote them <laughs> as handles and I could I could have separated them out so that they're legible. It's okay. From procrastinate, read, repeat. Favorite books to read when under the weather. I don't read when I don't feel good. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> either. I watch TV, I think. <laughs> um, okay, so let's reframe this to when you're in like a mood, maybe you're a little Com- sad, like comfort upsetty reads. spaghetti yeah. comfort reads. Yeah. I have a comfort whole reads. episode of my comfort reads, so y'all can tune into that with our dear friend Christina. But yeah. some comfort reads or rereads, Jill. Yeah, I read a lot of um books that I've read a gazillion times because then I don't have to think about them. Um, mm-hmm. like the other Boleyn girl. That book is trash yeah. and I know it, but I don't care. Um, Fangirl, like Rainbow Rowell. Mm-hmm. I love that book too. So um, yeah, just books that I have read and loved, but also ones that are like, I don't read happy books. I don't really read happy books in general, but sure. um, like The Virgin Suicide is also another one, which again is, that's like a whole mood. But yeah. I'm like, let's reread this multiple times. It's going to be great. <laughs> So <laughs> I get that. If I am like, un- I can actually go with under the weather. If I'm not feeling well, I will go the route of manga. That's when I go, like, I'll pick up Card Captor, Sakura, Sailor Moon, like just the kind of light, good versus evil, you know, the good guy's going to win motif um, and pictures. <laughs> so easy to flip through. Um, or The House in the Cerulean Sea, that one I return to a lot um, in, in all vibes. Yeah, I similarly read books I've read a bunch, so I'll go back to anything Sarah J. Mass. I'll go back to stuff I read as a teen, like Meg Cabot, Sarah Dessen, um, things that like, I know how they are going to go and they're enjoyable. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I also think I pick up Misery a lot. <laughs> Interesting. That's, you know what? I can get behind that. I that's my favorite. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. All right. Um, from I'm bringing it. I'm bringing Tori back. I'm so sorry. Favorite audiobook narrator. I'm currently going through all of Julia Whalen's. She's the best. She is the best. Um, Jim Dale, Tim Curry. Those are my. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Jim also, Dale. I love. I love Julia. I love. I uh, uh Robin Robin Miles. Mm, I love Santino Fontana. Mm-hmm. Talked about him a lot. I love the way he narrates, and he's the reason I stuck out. My first Stephen King was to listen to his narration. Although that what probably Stephen wasn't the the best Stephen King to pick in terms of any Stephen King book to start with. That was uh, the Institute. Okay, he narrates Uh, the Institute. I again, the only reason I went there was because of Santino Fontana, and I like Robert Glenister. Okay, we love our British uh, British narrators, our Uh, old school British actors. Yeah, (laughs) like Jim. Jim. Oh, and um, Lenny Henry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Lenny Henry's voice. He does a lot of children's narration and read-alongs, which you can find mm. if your library has them in Libby. Yeah. Sing along, <laughs> but with book. Read a lot. Yep, exactly. Jill, do you have any that we haven't covered? <laughs> Bonnie Turpin. I will listen to Bonnie Turpin narrate literally, literally anything. I love Bonnie Turpin so much. I think that's a great answer. 
um, from our coworker Meredith, dead author you'd most like to interview. I oh, that's a good answer. That is a good answer. Virginia <laughs> Woolf. Emily um, oh, that's another good answer. And, and Toni Morrison. Toni Morrison is my. Oh best. yeah. I don't know if there really are any. I saw this question mm-hmm. and I was just like. Eh. <laughs> Yeah, I, we have so many authors to interview as it is. Like, I guess I will like. I mean that part, but also I'm like, I don't really know if there are any dead authors. I really pay attention to that much. To mm-hmm. or like, too, I currently read. Is it too soon to just say Alan Rickman? No, it's never too soon. That's he has he, books his, out. His book comes comes out today. I think it's today or next week. Um, Poe. That seems like a silly thing to say, but like, no, no. I mean, that would be a cool. I mean, that would be cool, right? Certainly, or interesting, right? It's the like the same. It's kind of to me the same vein of like Emily Dickinson and Virginia Woolf with Poe. That like you want to know about their life. You're not necessarily thinking about their their writing. You're just thinking like. Who are you? Where with Morrison, I'm like, I want to know everything. But you're writing alone. I could talk for years yeah yeah i don't i i don't know if i have an answer for this just because that's fair i'm just i'm like i'm like looking at my bookshelves and i was like i think all of the authors on my bookshelf (laughs) are living Mm -hmm. and i mean you know what no i no let me take that back i think it actually would be interesting now that i am looking at my bookshelves to interview nabokov and sort of see just in the year since Lolita came out and just yeah. like talk to him specifically about Lolita and that would probably be my answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love that. The next one. I'm going to take this question. Oh, <laughs> so this yeah. is from Angie Bean. It says suggestions. I can't find anything after reading all of the Sarah J. Mass, Akatar, Throne of Glass, Crescent City series. You know, I have I, a ton of answers. I for feel this. I feel that because I have not found anything that replicates the feeling of reading those books. So I just reread them. But I have suggestions for you. We'll hear more about this in an upcoming episode. But if you have not checked them out, listen to the graphic audio productions of A Court of Thorns and Roses. So that's a different way to bring the series, take it in without just rereading the same books. I would also suggest if you are looking for books that have similar vibes, I would suggest Bridget Kemmerer's Defy the Night series. So there are two books in that so far. Defy the Night and Defend the Dawn, which just came out in September. I would also recommend A Crown of Ivy and Glass by Claire Legrand. This is rude of me because this book doesn't come out until spring 2023. But I have very high hopes for this. I'm reading an advanced copy of it now. And I, fingers crossed, because it's described as Bridgerton meets A Court of Thorns and Roses. So Mm -hmm. there are similarly three sisters. There's magic. There are dark hidden forces. There's a love interest. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed for this a new trilogy from Claire Legrand. I would also recommend Belladonna by Adeline Grace. Not the same, but similar vibes, Uh, although that's a little bit more mystery. There's kind of like, you know, something that you're trying to solve throughout that. I I wish I had better suggestions. Ooh, and also the Once Upon a Broken Heart uh, book by Stephanie Garber. The second one of that series just came out called 
why am I suddenly blank? The Ballad of Never After. So that is similar. That has a lot more of the love interest, romancy things, but I believe it is a young adult. So if you are really into early A Court of Thorns and Roses and Throne of Glass, where it's a little bit of that crossover between young adult and adult, I would definitely suggest the Stephanie Garber books. Those are my suggestions for that. But definitely give the graphic audio adaptations a chance. And then like the rest of us, eagerly await the announcement for Crescent City 3, which will hopefully be coming to us soon. Some great answers there. Hopefully, hopefully Angie Bean can find something to dive into next. Um, here we go from Holly Zander. I noticed that some audiobook info selections don't list the narrator. Is this new or an error? If you are not seeing the narrator listed in the title details page for your audiobook when you're in Libby, it is an error. So uh, when you are on that details page, it kind of gives you the back jacket info, reviews, if there are any applicable from things like Publishers Weekly. Um, if you scroll down far enough, you'll see uh, kind of format, duration, edition, then you'll see author, a narrator, publisher, imprint. So you'll see all of the info. We try to provide all of that for you. It all comes directly from the publishers when they provide us the files. Um, if you are for some reason not seeing it in Libby, um, first off, maybe check your connection. Just make sure you like close the app, reopen it, see if it pops back up. If you don't, uh, this is where you should contact our support team, which you can do directly in Libby. Um, you go to the menu under help and support, tap on get some help. And then uh, up at the top where it says, how can we help? You could just type in something like audiobook uh, and you'll get some suggested uh, results. Um, it'll say things like changing playback speed, filtering by format, what is Libby, where is the table of contents. But underneath those suggestions, you'll see not the answer you're looking for. You can ask our support team or continue your search on the Libby help site. Tap on ask our support team. And then this will prompt you to select if it's a problem, a question, or if you have an idea for the Libby app for the future. I would choose a problem. And then with that audiobook, type out the title, as much info as you can give, and then our support team will look into it and they will um, go in and correct the error if it's something uh, that's everywhere on the back end, or maybe it's, um, you know, something in your specific instance of Libby, uh, but definitely, definitely let us know using that get some help button in the menu. <laughs> okay. Concise. <laughs> you had that, you had that <laughs> pause size. where I was like, did well, I go down no. the wrong track? No. <laughs> Perfection. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. There is no hood like parenthood. When you meet a fellow parent, you just kind of get each other on a whole nother level. Hi, I'm Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm a former CNN journalist, mom of three, including twins, and host of That's Total Mom Sense, the podcast. I interview change makers on their life lessons, legacy, and superpower of intuition, aka their mom sense and dad sense. 
I've had some pretty amazing parents on my show. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland. Hi, this is Chelsea Clinton. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Episodes release every Thursday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Join my tribe at thatstotalmomsense.com and follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chadda Gupta. I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you. Our next batch of questions is from our friend Naomi at Naomi's Library on Instagram. So follow her if you do not. What Taylor Swift song matches your favorite read of the year so far? And I can go first if y'all would like. Please. So my Taylor Swift song that matches the book would be Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift, which is a vibe in and of itself. And my favorite read of the year will come as absolutely zero surprise to any person who's ever spoken to me for two minutes. And it is House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Mass, the second book in the Crescent City series. For people that have read it, if you know, you know, Wildest Dreams just feels like the right vibe to me. (laughs) I can't talk about it without spoiling it. So that's valid. I do not listen to Taylor Swift. Oh, uh, she's she's not my vibe, but I do love Exile because I love Bonnie Bear. So I'll have to pick Exile because uh, that's the the only T Swift song I've listened to uh, since uh, Shake It Off came out. But my favorite read of the year, dang, that is a tough one. I would have to honestly, hmm. Okay. So it's a tie between Jeanette McCurdy's book, because I think everyone needs to experience that. And the house across the lake from our dear friend, Riley Sager, that was such a wild ride. And it took me down the rabbit hole of, uh, reading all of his books truly back to back and it, it his writing is absolutely something I needed at the time that it came along um so I will say uh the house across the lake and uh I, I feel like exile might even go along with that well and we know he's a swifty <laughs> he is and a that swifty, which makes it feel worse Swift that I can't has Taylor Swift in it as well yes. and he wore and- a Taylor Swift shirt at our I was gonna say, library event. <laughs> when you hosted him live, he had that Swifty Shout shirt out on. Cuyahoga County Public Library for making that dream happen. Yes. Jill, do you want to also join me in not listening <laughs> to Taylor Swift? <laughs> like, the the <laughs> only Taylor Swift albums, the only Taylor Swift albums I've ever listened to are Evermore and Folklore. And I really like them. They are very mm-hmm. much like a vibe that I listen to in general. I have not listened to any other Taylor Swift songs or albums, so I have no idea. And um, but favorite read of the year, that's a really hard one because I don't mm-hmm. remember half the books I've read this year. So I had to um, open my borrowed tag. So that's what I that's what I'm going through. I'm like, what did I read this year? But also there's like arcs I've read and I don't yeah. remember if I still have all those so I think my favorite read of the year of the ones that I can remember is probably no I mean it's it's I, I thoroughly enjoyed it regardless um was the last housewife by Ashley Winstead which I I don't know if there's any I don't know if there's any song Taylor Swift songs that uh, would match up with it so this is the one that's like I, I talked about it <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah no uh <laughs> Life yeah, saves. it's the one that's sort of like I I mentioned it I think in our August books pick where um it's sort of 
women who had been kind of in a weird sex cult with the older man um sort of inspired by sarah lawrence events maybe reputation era taylor swift i don't i you, okay sure we'll go with that i have History. no clue. so naomi has the next few questions for us so naomi thank you uh we love when we get to have some questions from you and when we get to engage with you online uh let's see an unexpected surprise book what is a book that you read this year that surprised you um for me it might be jackal because that's like my second that that's like tied because see read an arc of it which is why i'm also like why, why, as soon as I thought of it, I was like, why didn't I say that for my favorite book of the year? I still stand by a house across the lake, especially since it goes with our dear Swifty. Um, but this was an unexpected surprise book for me. Um, Jackal by Aaron E. Adams, um, a delightful horror story, uh, really beautifully set and told, um, historical elements real to the town that she grew up in, amazing commentary, twists and turns, yeah, I would say my surprise book of the year was Such Sharp Teeth by Rachel Harrison. Mm-hmm. I don't normally read horror, uh, but this was absolutely perfection. So in terms of what I thought I would read this year, uh, this was a pick outside of my comfort zone, admittedly, but I'm so, so glad I read it. It was fantastic. Uh, mine was not published this year. Um, it was published a couple of years ago. I don't remember for sure, but it's Pira Nessie by Susanna Clark. I tried to read i've tried to read jonathan strange and mr norell several times because i feel like it's a book i should like mm-hmm. and i just can't do it and it's big and it's dense and i'm just like no but i had heard a lot of people in particular my husband really talk about piranesi and it's short and i'm like all right i'll give it a go i went in totally blind which i think if you're gonna read that book that's the way to do it because it is just a weird book, y'all. I I I don't even know how to describe this book. Okay, it came out uh, two years ago. I don't even know how to describe. I don't. I just there's this character Piranesi. He lives in some weird place, and I don't know what else to tell you about it. You just got to figure it out. It's fantasy. It's super bizarre. It takes a lot of turns, <laughs> but I really really enjoyed it in a way that was very unexpected because I just. The story is unexpected and my enjoyment of it, it's an unexpected read. I think that's a great answer. Um, Nothing like not thinking you're going to like it, especially when the book, when you have a series that you're like, I should like this, but for whatever reason, I can't get into it. And then the author writes something that you're like, I'm in. That is definitely unexpected. It was, yeah. And it's a very, at least for me, it's a very short book. It was a very fast book. I feel like I maybe read it in a day. Of course, I can read like super big books in a day. So that's not really that shocking. But I, again, I went in blind, which if you can do that, I would recommend, but just, just go with it. If you do that, it's very enjoyable. Love that. Continuing from Naomi, how many books have you read so far this year? So I, I use Goodreads. So that's the only reason why I know what the answer to this question is. And I have read 45 (laughs) books this year. So I, as we've talked about paper track, um, but I have read about 65 books this year. Oh, y'all. I, I stopped keeping track about halfway through the year because it was stressing me out. Um, And I've just had like a not super high volume reading year. I've maybe 20, 15, 20. It's just been one of those years. And I stopped keeping track. So that's a guess based on what I can remember, which clearly is not a lot. This, so. this was a 
big reading year for me. Uh, Personally, I had fallen out of reading to the volume that I used to. So I was always growing up a super reader through high school, like massive reader would read hundreds of books a year. And then in college, I really struggled with basically what was like four years of senioritis. Uh, I didn't want to read for school. I didn't want to read any of the things I was supposed to and and nothing was a challenge and I was bored. And so then every time I'd get home and I'd go to pick up the book I'd been dying to read, I'd say to myself, well, you're not reading what you're supposed to read, so you can't read that. And that became like a, a series of rough self-talk that I would punish myself by saying I wasn't allowed to read because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Um, and that stuck with me for a while. I mean, I graduated in, from college in 2015. Uh, and so it's, you know, it, it's been about five years of trying to break that cycle of saying you're not allowed to read for fun when I have nothing I owe anyone anymore other than myself. So the podcast has been really helpful for me to remember that like, yeah, I love reading. I love to sit down and crack open a book. I love an audiobook. I love an ebook. So my ebook number or my audiobook numbers are up, up, up this year. My love for graphic novels has been uh, like rekindled, uh, especially with all of the different great comic episodes we've done this year. So I've gotten a lot of volume reading in. I've done a lot of audiobooks. So I'm somewhere, I, I say approximately 65 because between my my borrowed tag and what I remember from when I checked a couple days ago in my my notebook, I'm at about 65. And I'm so excited about that because it feels like a personal victory to just be back in the space of wanting to read again and accepting that I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. And I, Goodreads to a degree, I like, it it helps me keep track because, you know, if, if I don't, I won't remember what I've read. But I am the type of person that gets a little bit hung up when I compare like my reading challenge to other people or whatever. Um, So I do my best not to be too bothered by that or fussed by that, even though that's easier said than done. And I think the last couple of years, I mean, like 2020 for transparency, I read 18 books because of everything going on. And I had a, a newborn child. And so that number certainly fluctuates from year to year. And Definitely. um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too hung up on that, but I, I do enjoy Goodreads in that I can look back at all the pretty covers <laughs> from my year Absolutely. in review. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. Naomi, favorite reads of the year so far. Naomi, you're giving us a a strong last question from from her. Uh, We've got a couple more. Yeah, yeah, definitely House of Sky and Breath. Uh, Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I really enjoyed this year. Scattered Showers by Rambo Rowell comes out next month. We got to read it early. (laughs) Um, Yeah, lots of really good books. I also really enjoyed The Ink Black Heart by Robert Calvary. That audiobook was very long, though, so be warned. It's like 34 hours, so mm. not for the faint not for the faint of heart listening-wise, and certainly not my normal audiobook. I like a short audiobook, yeah, um, which is why that Jeanette McCurdy audiobook was so fantastic. I mean, for many reasons, but also because it was maybe about seven hours, Joe, I think. Yeah, so like it's, very... it's like six to eight. It's somewhere right in there, mm-hmm. in like the so, sweet spot of, of like. Of listen in a day yeah exactly so that was also a really really good I was going to say read but I listened a really good book this year I know that was the on the top of your list as well 
Absolutely. Um, I'd, I'd have to say that one as well. Uh, looking at some of the things I've read this year, uh, Twilight, it's on, it's on my top. Yay! Things I've read this year. I can't <laughs> believe I consumed all of that, twi- that I truly gave a month of my life to yeah. Twilight. You really did. For those of you begging to know, I did not read the host. Uh, maybe, uh-huh. maybe I will. You borrow my copy. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> um, but some other things. I want to shout out some books that like have been on my TBR since I was a child that I finally got around to. Holes. Finally <gasps> read Holes. That so was great. Good. I love Holes. It's so <laughs> like, good. Loved it. It was fantastic. Can't be mad at that. Um, so some good. other things that are like TBRs that I finally crossed off. Finally read Heartstopper. Um, fun, cute, romp. Love that. Love the, the graphic style. Love the art, um, love the representation. I know I already said The House Across the Lake, but listening to all of Riley Sager's audiobooks was fantastic for me. The Witchlings also stood out as a really special piece for this year uh, for me as well. And then thank you to Kristen. I finally read some Junji Ito, uh, Shiver. I read that off of her recommendation. And then, yeah, a book I read for my my first episode of the podcast with Jill, The House Across the Cerulean Sea. I mean, I, the first time I'd read it was when I was going to recommend it. And the amount of times I've read it in what is now a year is wild. <laughs> So those are, I think those are my, like, just, just some things that like top of mind, what really stood out from reading this year. It was also nice to just finally read holes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so good. also shout out book lovers by Emily Henry, the mm-hmm. younger wife by Sally Hepworth house across the lake by Riley Saker. Oh, the it girl. That was fun. The it girl by Ruth Ware. Daisy Jones and the good. six. I also read this year. Finally. I forgot the final Gambit by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. I'm actually looking through my list. There's so many. There have actually been so many good books this year. So that is quite a hard ask to narrow it to favorites. Yeah. See, what's some of my favorites? I love The Witchlings. I loved mm-hmm. The Honeys. The Honeys. Duh. Oh, so 99 good. Boyfriends of Micah Summers. I loved that too. That was so cute. The house. Yeah. The house across the lake was good. There was something else that my brain is not remembering. Wow. Good job, self. Good job, self. Yes. <laughs> Carrie Soto is back. I did read Malibu Rising um, mm-hmm. uh, for the first time. Oh, this might hurt by Stephanie Roble. Yeah. I think that's what I got so far for okay. good reads. There's, I mean, I did not read. I did not read a lot of books. Oh, Daisy Darker by Alice Feeney. That book was banana pants. I mean, like, like Riley Sager level of banana pants. And I love Alice Feeney's books. They're very twisty turny. She always manages to catch me off guard. And this one was like at the level of sometimes I lie. Emma knows. Emma knows. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It. I have to move that back up my list because yeah. I, that recommendation yeah. is enough. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Where it went, I was just, yes. I, yes. It's at that level of like twisty turny of sometimes I lie. So yeah, I did not read a lot of books this year, but I have enjoyed all of them. Some so. would say that's more successful. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Reading a lot of well, <laughs> I tend to, I mean, okay, to be fair, if I'm not enjoying a book or I don't like a book, I just stop reading it. And so Absolutely. I don't really count those. So Same. there probably have been some of those that I've stopped reading and I just don't remember them because I usually, those are the ones I forget. Those are probably the ones I should keep track of more especially if I didn't finish. We need to make like <laughs> just a, a shared doc where we put all of our DNFs for one day when we have the episode. 
Um, what didn't we finish this year? You know what? That's actually not a bad idea. So done yeah. and done. Someone make the SharePoint. <laughs> I'm really bad at actually not finishing a book. And that's silly because I tell people all the time, like life's too short to read books you don't care about, but then I don't do that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it uh, what do you like most about working together nothing <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding Every i'm sorry it's torture i just like to sass y'all it's really fun that's it my favorite really part fun. it's really fun and we get to talk about stuff we really enjoy i love that <laughs> that we've just truly formed like the sisterhood of the traveling pants overnight yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. it's that like it's it's very much just like i have two really great friends now that I get to text about nonsense and share memes and like all of my different love languages I can throw out there and they're embraced. I love it. Emma truly just surprised me today with all of the <laughs> Twilight books she found at a book sale. So I went from being sad that I got rid of the Twilight books I owned to now I own all of them overnight, which, you know, that's amazing. Too and good I, to pass up. It was, it was too good to pass up. I like if, I mean, not to diminish that I bought them for you <laughs> I would have probably bought them no matter what but it was the perfect circumstance that I could buy something and then be like oh this would be perfect for Joe <laughs> because I know he got rid of his physical copies of Twilight and these are pristine uh really and then pristine. I was from a the little, same era <laughs> from the same era and then also my husband couldn't be super mad that I was bringing more books into the house because I was like, no, these are a gift. Some of these are leaving. Some of these are a gift. And that's how I want to turn 30, uh, being gifted all of the Twilight books. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I love that. And I also love that while we all have very similar tastes and we all like we make a very strange Venn diagram of where we meet in the middle um, like uh, the things that y'all don't see, especially in our like sass and our, um, it, th the way that we're all kind of smart asses is very similar. But then when you expand out the like places where each of us connect separate from one another, that midpoint, and then all of the things that make us individual, I like, I, I just, I like that. I like that we're all bringing something different to the table and it, it keeps things fresh. Agreed. But I, I do also like that we're all just like general, genuine friends outside of the podcast as well. Yes, there is there is no acting here. That no, we're real part. life buddies. <laughs> Although you guys keep trying to sway me to have pink hair and I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to stick. So like. Get you a Emma, clip in. we yeah, could like a just do a clip in. in. Okay, I just for live events and photos. Okay, and photos. We could do a clip <laughs> there you in. Go. Can we go to JC Penney's and finally do a photo shoot? <laughs> I really <laughs> want to do a JC Penney photo shoot. <laughs> I, I not know, but maybe. Not cool. no. Not no. I'll pencil it in. Okay, perfect. <laughs> From my friend Devin at Awesome Thanks Minis, he makes really cool miniatures. Um, Jill, he makes miniature cat, like he has a miniature cat tree. Um, he's in the, uh, what is the, Ripley's Believe It or Not book for his miniature um, silkscreen press. It's a fully functional silkscreen for like t-shirts, but it is miniature. I actually did the... Um, the I designed the instructional sheet for that uh, because he was sending one to Seth Rogen. And if you ever watch some of Seth Rogen's videos, you'll see it on some of his shelves, his, his mini silk screen press. Uh, cool. But Devin asks, if you could only read one book for the rest of your life, 
what would it be? Daisy Jones and the Six. Jill was so, like, right from the hip. (sighs) That's too hard a question. (sighs) I was in the Cerulean Sea. I can say it. It it makes me cry every time. (laughs) No, that's too hard. Can mine be a three-way tie? Sure. Okay. Three-way tie between A Court of Mist and Fury, The Prisoner of Azkaban, Oh, well, and I'm glad I know the title, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. And The Likeness by Tana French. Ooh, that's a mm. good one. Okay, I get the three-way tie now. I can't <laughs> I was just trying choose. to be like Jill and just pull the trigger. First book that came to my head. I can't. I can't. We are so spoiled, though, because... We get to read I can't pick. books early. We get to read all sorts of books. Like we have recommendations on recommendations coming to us that like the thought of only having one book, I don't know, I mean, wildly that, difficult for me. Yeah, that would make my shell my bookshelves happier. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's like, space. Could I pick a thriller? But like when, do, like I've reread thrillers. I've reread books with twists, but I space it out so that I never like remember the twist that's coming yeah could i do that forever i don't think so so it needs it needs like a story yeah it has to have something meaty to it and then our last submitted question is from our coworker here meredith hi meredith thank you for being a lovely friend do you ever struggle to come up with topics i mean not yet but right we're both we're new (laughs) you're new we're new and you know it's also I mean, nice that we full have of the joie de vivre or whatever. Yes. Joie, joie de vivre. We've got a raison d'être. We'll throw out all the French turns of phrase. Yeah. Uh, but we so do have yet. the three of us. Yeah, and correct. we've got, so we use Slack here in the office. We've got a Slack channel that the three of us are always echo chambering in that will post uh, different ideas that come to us in the middle of the night. We'll get suggestions from y'all or a coworker will be like, what if we did something like this? Honestly, like my teammate Marissa comes up with so many fantastic ideas that that truly I'll just shout into the void. And one of us is like, yeah, I feel a certain passionate way about that. And then it becomes an episode to the point of like, I don't at this point, half of our episodes this year could be from Marissa (laughs) and I wouldn't remember, but not yet. Yeah, not yet. Like, and I just, uh, as an example, had an idea from looking at book covers that I put in our Slack group for later, later revisiting. So not yet, but I'm sure there will be a point where the creativity is a little bit harder to come by. Jill, what is it like for you? I know Emma and I will just come screaming into the room going, I want to do this. Um, we're the loud toddlers in the trench coat for now. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about you? How are you feeling before we joined? How does it feel now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. After seven years of this, sometimes it is hard to come up with topics. I think that's one reason that I like having the two views that you bring in fresh ideas and things that I never would have thought about, not just in terms of topics, but sort of the format of how we talk about books. Yeah. No, there are times where I'm like, I don't know. What to, I literally don't know what to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> at all. But yeah. And that's, again, that's where it's really nice that there are three of us because then there's always 
I feel like something like just in talking with each other, brainstorming, we, we can get there from nothing if we need to. (laughs) I, I love that the most because I, my brain is like a game of Frogger that I'm just trying to cross the street, but I'm jumping in different directions every two seconds. Um, so, you know, so I never know what's going to come out of my mouth, just in the sense of I'm trying to get to the final point, but what are the right words to get you to, to help me to get there? Yeah. Um, and so I love being able to just kind of pop in the, in the channel and be like, uh, I kind of want to do something like this, but I don't know what that looks like. And it pieces together. Or honestly, even when we're creating our own graphics for, uh, social episodes being like, I like this, but it's missing something. Uh, or what do you think of this? I have this one or this one. And just having other people to trust is really nice. All right. So we are now heading into our lightning round of getting to know you questions. Truly just free associate your answer. First thing that comes to mind, just go for it. Texting or phone call? Texting. Texting. Phone call. Favorite day of the week? I don't know how to answer this one. Saturday. Friday night. Okay. That's a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite city to visit? Uh, Las Vegas. Mm, Good answer. I have two. Okay. (laughs) London and Carmel by the sea. Okay. Um, uh, Boston. Ability to talk to animals or speak and understand any language? Language. Uh, Animals. This is a tough one for me. I also say animals. Favorite season? Autumn. Autumn. So I also (laughs) love fall, but I love summer because I love turning on the air conditioning. I don't, there's something in my brain about being artificially cold that I love, but I love the fall for being able to light all of those good fall slash winter scented candles and have the windows open and a fresh breeze coming through. Yes. First celebrity crush. Uh, Jennifer Garner from Alias. Jonathan Brandis from Sequest. The only one that's coming to mind, and this this is, couldn't have been because this was like 2001 or something, is Orlando <laughs> Bloom. We'll take it. Like Lord of the Rings and then parts of the Caribbean era. Definitely like Will Turner parts of the Caribbean era. But I, <laughs> that I think was, I was like a teen. So that couldn't have been the first one. I, I will also say though, at the same time as Jonathan Brandis, the by panic that the X-Files caused me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. Just um, saying. I, no, I respect that. Uh, <laughs> for me, it was so Jennifer Garner alias, and also who was the first man? What was this one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds, probably, mm. and probably from Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm proud about that show. Yeah. Or um, what is his name? RV from Sabrina. Oh, Nathan Kress. I know you're talking about. I don't remember his name though. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Richard. There we go. I'm trying to think younger. My teen years are obviously coming out. I was like Jared Padalecki, you know, Gilmore Mm -hmm. Girls, then Supernatural. That was like quite late. I can't. I'm just going to go with Orlando Bloom. Place you most want to travel that we've been or or that we've never place been you most to. want to travel at the moment scotland vegas it's I, when i say i it's love a, vegas it's jill the, i the get it. vegas i love vegas part of me I is like do we book a girl's trip i know for my 30th to vegas 
I would like retire to Vegas if I could. I love Vegas Whoa. so much. I love that energy. Um, <laughs> I want to go to Japan. Oh, that's a I good answer. Appreciate the Vegas energy from afar. <laughs> I don't gamble, but I love Vegas. But I love, I love Vegas. the secondhand smoke. I love the weird All... scentscaping in casinos. But Joe. I love the like breakfast buffets. I love the like mm-hmm. weird hotel yeah. energies, like the casino hotel things. Like oh, the weirdest. I love the fact that like Vegas tourism is like forty five dollars a night. Okay, and it's a four star hotel. Fine. I mean that elevator in Luxor. I've I've always wanted to stay in, in Luxor just for the elevator, which goes mm-hmm. up the sides of the pyramid. Oh, I, I stayed just... in the Luxor ones. Have you? Oh, gosh, it's weird. What? I'm so jealous. Like I, 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 I love <laughs> Vegas so much. I, I mean, I stayed for work in the Luxor. We went to uh, uh, Henderson. I uh, did Vegas overload in my early twenties. That's fair. That's fair. We, That's I, fair. <laughs> I li- lived in lived in LA for college. Oh, so easy to so just. we were yeah. e- easily able to go to Vegas. I went like four times in the span of six months. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And the last time I went was for a bachelorette party. It was too. Long. You need to be in Vegas for like seventy-two uh, hours. Seventy-two at hours. Most. Yeah. yeah. Like if I mean, obviously, yeah. if I retire there, it would be different. But then you're right. not as a tourist. It's you know. Right. Right. But yes, seventy-two hours is about yeah. all you need in Vegas. Right. As like, as a visitor, Vegas out for at least another five years, maybe. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. that's valid. Yeah. Snack you can never pass up at the grocery store. Salt and pepper chips. Ooh, that's a good question. For me, it's those nerd gummy clusters, the little oh. weird. Mm. I love a chewy that's kind of sweet and kind of sour. I don't know. I don't really okay. snack a lot. Okay. That's fair. That's valid. Cake or pie? Awesome cream pie, which is a cake. <laughs> Just pie for pie. me. Yeah. Favorite childhood TV show? Sailor Moon. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And I'm trying also to Sailor think. Moon. And card captors. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Or like, like how are we describing childhood? Like yeah, when like, you were a child, you watched it. So is it like Care Bears? Is it Pokemon? Is it? Mm, yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, Sailor Moon or um, Digimon. We <gasps> talked about this yesterday. Yes, we sure did. Digimon. Okay. I won't sing the don't remember what shows I watched as a child. Uh, and I'm yes. like, what Funko Pops do I have that would tell me? Oh, Fraggle Rock. I did love Fraggle okay. Rock. Okay. I, that makes sense for you. <laughs> that's that's that not even make, a read. Like that, that, that makes, makes sense, sense for you. For you. <laughs> I love that for you. That's the, that's the queer version of Bless Her Heart. I love that for you. Uh, I'm like, oh, right. I have my red Fraggle right there. Yeah, Fraggle Rock. Okay, Fraggle Rock. Yeah, I'd say uh, Pokemon and Sabrina were my, were my kid like picks. Ooh, or a uh, shout out Clarissa explains it all. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Solid choice. Solid choice. Would you want to live forever? No. no. Same. <laughs> Bye. Uh, okay. Pick a carb, bread, pasta, rice, or potatoes. 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 They're so versatile. Potatoes, um, but tied with bread. I, I was going to say for me, tied with bread is pasta. Mm. What's your, so I love to ask all of my author interviews this. What's your go-to order at a cafe? Dirty chai. Soy flat white. The largest cold brew you can give me. Black. Mm. That's a good answer. Uh, giving or receiving gifts? Giving gifts. Mm-hmm. Because I'm too particular that 
I like unless I give you a list. (laughs) So giving. I said that totally wrong. Okay. I also think giving because I like finding gifts for people that they maybe would not have expected, even though I also am very particular and will also I don't I mean I have a wish list because I know I have family who wants to like buy me stuff, but mm-hmm. most of the time if I want it, I just buy it myself. And so um, yeah. Yes. I think giving though, because I like giving people things that they either did ask for and weren't expecting or give them something they they didn't know that they really wanted, if that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> I love giving gifts because I love the the like thought process that goes into it and being like, hey, yeah. I listened to everything you've ever said to me. And for some reason I couldn't forget it. And I remember <clears throat> it all. So here's a gift. Uh, but I do also love to receive a gift. Um, but I am, I think all of my friends have described me this way, incredibly easy to shop for because my wants are pretty apparent. And for me, I am the true embodiment of it's the thought that counts. So mm, if you even took the second to think of me and it's like clearly something that I love does not matter if I have a hundred of the same Barbie. If someone was like, Joe likes Barbies, let's buy him this. Like, <laughs> so that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, my mom would buy her own Christmas gifts. She was a Virgo. So mm. Yeah. <laughs> valid, valid. <laughs> okay, you go to a fair. What food do you have to get that's deep fried? It could be any food, but what's your fair food? I will not be uh, going to a fair. What? Funnel cake. <laughs> Sorry. Uh... <laughs> okay, any festival with food, Emma? Uh... The typicals, is there anything you'd get? Maybe a corn dog. Okay. okay. I also love a funnel cake. Um. I have to get a funnel cake or a gyro. I don't know mm. that I've ever had a funnel cake, y'all. It's what? I mean, like the, I, I mean, for me, the, we didn't really go to the fair in sure. Northern California. We did go to the rodeo, though, every 4th of July. Oh, <gasps> uh, who doesn't love a rodeo? That's fun. That was uh, another great word. We did trip. go to Oof. the rodeo, but um, I don't particularly remember like. Well, rodeos are a bit more about that, drinking than that, about. Well, <laughs> that being like a food thing. Yeah, that's I fair. Corn. We'll go with corn dog. Okay. What's your milk of choice? None. Yeah, Almond. Really. Oat. Almond or or just no milk. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'm not drinking milk, but if you have to like use milk Maria for something, milk. I mean, I, I just I like use just oat milk. Whatever oh. milk. No, I just use two percent cow's milk. Okay. Okay. We love to see it. Uh, what's your least favorite dessert? Anything fruity. <sighs> Chocolate or bust. Cake. I don't like cake. Unless it's a casada cake or white wedding cake. I'm I don't like chocolate cake or chocolate ice cream. Okay. It's too too much chocolate. Like I will eat pieces of chocolate, Mm -hmm. but chocolate ice cream, unless it's like the kind with the peanut butter swirl in it. Mm. And then I'm very particular about what kind of peanut butter swirl we're having. Um, but yeah, chocolate cake is probably my least favorite. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. Valid. Last book you did not finish. Uh, the Summer I Turned Pretty by Jenny Han. I listened to the audio and I admittedly listened to about 90% and then my loan expired. And so that I did not finish it, but I think that's counts enough. Absolutely. Jill, do uh, you remember? I do actually for very similar reasons. Um, I 
it's Blake Crouch's latest book, which I cannot remember the name of at this moment. I have to find it, but it was, it was for the same reason is that I checked it out. I made it an upgrade uh, by Blake Crouch. I made it about halfway Mm-hmm. And then the loan expired and I didn't care enough to check it back out and yeah. find mm-hmm. out how it ends. The book of life, Deborah Harkness. Oh, also oh a trilogy. okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. It was a slog I mean, to get through this. Uh, like the, I the devoured first, yeah. the first one. The second yeah. one was a slog and I really want to know what happens and I'm going to make myself finish it. Right. Um, but the real DNF for me was the series, so, the yeah. the actual show. So, you know. That's fair. I mean, I love those books. I have read one multiple times. I have read two several less multiple times. I mm-hmm. think I read Book of Life like a handful of times. Yeah, I've, that's I've read the first one more than once, but yeah. the third that's, one, I just, I, I keep fair. trying to finish it and I get a little bit closer. And this year, before the end of the year, I'm gonna do it, but. <clears throat> that's fair. I, I I understand that. Because like, it, it it's that like, ooh, this was for me. Um, I needed it a little different, but you know, it was a ser- it was a great series. What's your ideal day off from work? Like you just took a random PTO day. Y'all know I am apt to do this. I'll just take a Friday off for no purpose other than to have the day off in the week. I probably Fridays as well, just like random Fridays. I, I mean, yes, uh, <laughs> I, I meant like activity. What's going on that day? Oh, <laughs> sorry, you I mean, me off. I know. Your... I was just being anecdotal. I love to take like a random day off. Mine happened to be Fridays, oh, but I the see. day doesn't matter. What do you do? What are your activities? If you're not I, like taking off with a purpose, a purpose, what's the like do nothing mental health PTO day? Like I go to the movies by myself. Love that. I spend the as much of the day as possible, like in bed or being lazy with Roscoe. So we'll go for multiple walks. We'll sleep in, like set zero alarms, sleep in. I'll make us both breakfast. That's the day that he'll like get eggs and and whatever else, you know, is safe to feed your dog as a little treat. Um, we'll go for several walks. We'll get back into bed. We'll watch like a movie together and then we'll play a bunch. That's like my, my ideal day is spent with my dog doing nothing. <laughs> yes. My answer is a little different. If I have just a random day off with my whole family around, my ideal day would just be hanging out in our PJs doing things at a very leisurely pace, mm-hmm. going to get, you know, croissants and coffee for breakfast with my son and husband, and then just kind of chilling uh, as much as one can with a toddler. If I am taking a day off, my ideal day off of work, then that means I will have arranged childcare <laughs> and <laughs> then I will be able to sleep in, uh, read in bed, watch TV, have things at a very leisurely pace. So those days are few and far between. Shout out my parents for helping make that happen every now and again. I love that. I love both of those answers a lot. What's the last song you were listening to? Hilariously, you guys are going to laugh so hard at this. Mm -hmm. The last song I was listening to is I Ain't Worried by One Republic from the Top Gun (laughs) Maverick soundtrack, which is funny because I am often worried. You are always worried. Like always worried. Um, But it's a great song. I was listening <laughs> to Judas by Lady Gaga. Also that's, a great song. That's also, also a great song. song. Mine I was is screaming some- on the way in this morning. <laughs> Mine is something from the game of one of the Game of Thrones soundtracks because that's okay. what playlist I was listening to before we hopped on this call. I love, I love that. that. Jinx. <laughs> oh no, I can't talk now, but it's a podcast. <laughs> Going to the movies or stream at home. 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 
movies? Both. I, oh, I, both? Okay. I love I was guessing for you. Movie theater. Yeah. I love mm. the movie theater experience. That is legitimately the like one of the things I miss most during the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that I can go back to the movie theaters, especially like I, I love my husband. We go to the movies together, but that I can go by myself. Like that is yeah. a whole experience for me. But also sometimes I just want to wear my PJs and sit on the couch and watch movies. So it's a little bit of both. But ultimately, it, I, I love the the theater going experience of the movies. Mm-hmm. For for me, it's it's at home because uh, I love to get a bunch of friends together and like goof on a movie or scream oh, yeah. and laugh and like make all the commentary as we go. Uh, me and a couple of my friends are currently working through Bradley Cooper's entire catalog, which is nice. vast and wild. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, I wish I was better about going to the movies alone because I do love so that experience. Fun. I love that energy in the same way that I love to like mall walk. I love to yeah. just mm-hmm. be in a mall. Uh, what meal is your favorite to eat out? Brunch. Breakfast. I'll also go with brunch. Okay. But like skewing breakfasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not ordering yeah. anything lunchy at brunch. Right. I, it's yeah, gonna be breakfast food. But uh, yeah, breakfast brunch. To me, the yeah, brunch time, breakfast food. That's yes. Yeah, yes. That's, that's, that's what I mean by breakfast. Clerk. It's that's... like eleven a.m. Yeah. And I'm okay. Breakfast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Agreed. Um, I think breakfast is the supreme meal to eat out. Agreed. Um, musicals, yes or no? Yes. 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 Uh, what app do you use the most on your phone? Libby, Instagram, and TikTok is probably a three-way tie. Libby and TikTok are for sure tied. And also the Mario Run app. It's just a game. It's just Mario. (laughs) But all you have to do is tap to make him jump. Anyway. Oh. Yeah, it's great. Download it. Free. Um, Libby, Twitter, (laughs) Instagram, and then TikTok when I'm making and watch. I go through weird phases. Like I go through lulls with TikTok, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it can be a big time suck. Yeah. Um, more than the others I have found. So I, I guess mine is, is probably also Twitter and Instagram as well, but I watch a ton of TikToks. I very rarely make TikToks, uh, TV series or movies, TV, TV, TV. audiobook oh, or ebook. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead, Jill. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, I'm one of those people who I'm like, you want me to commit to a two hour movie? Same. But I will sit and watch like eight hours of a TV show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll watch a season and a half. But if someone said, do you want to watch this 90 minute movie? I'll say Mm-mm. no. Yeah. 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, audiobook or ebook? Ebook. Ebook. Audiobook. Paperback or hardcover? Hardcover. Hardcover. I think paperback. Respect. Broccoli or zucchini? <laughs> zucchini. Also Zucchini. What a weird question. Yeah, what a weird choice of vegetable. I was hungry. No, no, I understand. Um, <laughs> I know. They're uh, both green. I, they're, I would say okay. zucchini. I would say zucchini. Yeah, variety of flavors. It's basically a vessel for seasoning. Uh, scripted or reality? Reality. Scripted. I wish you say TV. We were saying yes, the TV, question I'm scripted sorry. or reality. Yes, scripted or reality TV. Scripted television. Reality. Exception Love Island. UK. Don't come at me for the other versions. Well, you know what? That's true. Some reality TV is scripted. So. Well, that's well, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say scripted, except for every franchise of Drag Race. Um, okay. Would you rather teleport or be able to read minds? Teleport. I'm too sensitive. <laughs> teleport. <laughs> I can already tell what people are feeling. I don't need to know what they're actually thinking. 
and I need uh, to get places faster. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think, I think teleportation just because I could skip like the whole airport or two hour drive somewhere. Yeah. Or, like, two day Absolutely. Drive somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, chicken nuggets or chicken fingers? Chicken fingers. Nuggets. Fingers out, nuggets at home. Mm. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I have an air fryer, I so I guess I, yeah, I've no. never tried to air fry a chicken finger because I'm so used to like, if I'm making it at home, it has to be a chicken nugget. But yeah. if I'm going out, it has to be a chicken finger. It has finger. to be a chicken okay. finger. But I also behind that. the dino nuggets are somehow just better than the regular ones. That it's one. the shapes. It's like macaroni yeah. and cheese. It's just the better. spirals oh. and the shapes. The spirals. SpongeBob, craft yeah. mac and cheese any day. I believe it is because of the volume of pasta is less in the shapes, shapes. and spirals, but you get mm-hmm. the same amount of cheese. So they're cheesier. Oh yeah, spirals for life. There's there's more surface area to bite on. Also that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, uh, Camper or hotel? (laughs) Hotel. Hotel. I want to own a camper. I want something I can pop on the back of my Jeep and go for a random weekend. But I want to be in a hotel. Hotel, yeah. I want to take my camper to like a campground with clean showers and real toilets. Um, late night snack or social media deep dive. What are you doing when you wake up in the middle of the night or can't sleep? Social media deep dive. Social media deep dive, even though I know it's bad for me because I'm yeah. having a snack. So does fast. not contribute to going back to sleep. <laughs> I'll wake up. I'll get the little snack, probably some gushers or those nerd gummies. I couldn't pass up. Gushers. Fresh cut flowers or potted plants. Flowers. Flowers. I have a home full of potted plants because they bring me joy. But if someone gave me flowers, I'd cry. Um, I love flowers uh, and I love a fresh cut flower, especially, but I, uh, but it goes back to that like gift giving of like, that would mean a lot to me, but mm-hmm. I think I'd rather have plants that I can nurture and keep alive long-term than have to constantly change out fresh flowers. Can't um, keep plants alive. So. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's valid. Um, okay. Last question. Are you sending a gif or a meme? Gif. 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 Also, we all pronounce it the same. Yes, way. it's that's how it's pronounced. It's a graphic. Graphic. Image it's a hard format. G. It's not. If a it's GIF. a graphic image format, I'll change. It's but not like right. Jiffy it's... peanut butter. Correct. It's a GIF. I don't GIF. care what the creator <laughs> says. No. It's a graphic image format. Anyway. Correct. Correct. I, I'll love you anyway if you say it the wrong way, but also, I won't even say anything about it. I'll just go wow. We yeah, we won't are. comment. <laughs> right, right. I'll just. We'll just talk about you behind your back. Um, fun question. <laughs> just kidding. No. So, um, fun fact: I started doing Duolingo about um, two months ago, and I discovered that I was doing French, um, which I took in college, but don't really remember any of it. And <laughs> I, um, the French word for same is meme, and I was like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mem. Whatever. I don't know what to pronounce. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> But yes. you know, but I saw that and I was like, oh, that right? makes so much sense. It's so funny. Uh, th- just knowing that, right, when you send a meme along, you can also know that in French, you really are saying it's in same. This, the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. I love it. Podcast en français, then. Uh, oui. Did we all take French? Yes. In school? I don't remember really 
I actually, I mean, when I started to do Duolingo, I was like, oh, I remember more than I thought I did, but it's not a lot that I remember. Well, I also think it's easier to remember, like, you know, when you're reading it or conversational is so much harder. Yeah. Especially if you don't have a reason. Oh to yeah. I can it. read it. I can read it a lot easier than I can. I can, yeah. I can Converse. read and I can write. Conversation is tough. One of the things I used to, that I really used to do and that I still try to do to keep myself strong is I will borrow books that I've read multiple times in French. Oh, uh, that's smart. Yeah. To keep my like skills up. Um, yeah. That's such a good idea. Yeah. It's, it's nice if you can find books like uh, The Little Prince that were originally published mm-hmm. in French. Uh, but of course, most books you can buy in other languages. Yeah. Well, our next episode will be all in French. No. Haha, no. Yeah. I that would be comical. I almost had a French minor, but same. I did all I did all the work, took all the years. Um, but it was a one of those like credits games where unless Mm. you went on uh study abroad, you couldn't finish your minor. (laughs) I did yeah. So I did study abroad and I didn't get my minor. It was like again, yeah, too many like Too many things to puzzle to piece together that Absolutely. you're like, nah, we're going to skip that. Well, thank you all for joining us today for the celebration of our 700th episode. Thank you for indulging us in this wild and random episode. Hopefully you appreciate the opportunity to get to know the three of us a little bit better. Um, if you ever have questions, we will always take time at the end to like answer a quick question. If mm-hmm. you send them through Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, we're at ProBookNerds. We do have Q&A turned on on TikTok, so you can always send through a question. And of course, you can send an email to professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com, uh, and we'll get you an answer there as well. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do your listening. Thank you all so much for joining us today. And as always, happy reading. Bye. Bye. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on overdrive.com and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an evergreen podcast signature program. To learn about other evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcast.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer, Jill Grunewald, and Joe Skelly, and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.